It's a Married with Channels podcast. My name is Moose. And I'm Jody. We are the married couple, and we talk about movies and TV shows. Yeah. This is a fact. And we're looking at two TV shows this week. Yeah. Um, We'll start with, we'll get to the outlaws in a little bit, but we also have a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the We Own This City, which is a show on HBO, HBO Max. And uh, it's a telling, it's a narrative retelling of a true story in Baltimore in about 2015 or so. Okay, I was going to ask you if this was based on a true story, if these things really happened. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously they yeah. take some dramatic license with it, sure. but this is, uh, this is all true. Wayne Jenkins is a real guy. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know what happened to these guys. We'll find out, I guess, at the end of the season. Sure. Or you could just Google it, but I, I want to wait to yeah. see how it goes. Don't cheat, don't Google it. Yeah. Yeah, so We on the City is... Um, you know, just in a nutshell, Baltimore cops are crooked AF, stealing and, you know. Uh, racist. A, some are racist, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, all the bad stuff you hear about with police officers times 10, I would say. Yeah, they're planting evidence, framing people just so they can keep their arrest numbers up and going. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, John Barenthal's in there. You got... Uh, Oh, I see. It's Josh Charles. Yes. Um, and um, there's there's some other f- names in there that uh, I'm drawing a blank on, but uh, We Own the City is a good show. Like it's an interesting show. Yes. And it's it's also produced by David Simon, who created The Wire. I think he's got his hands involved. It's almost like if it's if it's a truish story, gritty story involving Baltimore. Chances are David Simon's involved with it because The Wire was set in Baltimore. I don't know if you knew that, but. Uh, no, I hear good things about that. And that is one show like I always intend to watch, but I just haven't gotten there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like one of these days we'll get there. Yeah. But I really like this one. Yeah. I mean, if it's anything like like this work, it's, it's really, really yeah. good. This is good because it's got, what's interesting is like you can do a show about corrupt cops, but this one's really cool because it gets you involved. It gets you inside the other levels of the city and government and almost like, not like, well, you see why they're corrupt, but you see how they can get away with it. Absolutely. And how they're not being prosecuted. Like they kept, one of the examples um, is they get, it's like they get written up, but they've only been, I forget the term we'll say delisted once. Yeah. They're like, how many times have you written up? 48. How many delists? One. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, and, and that just doesn't jibe with common sense, but yeah, it, the bureaucracy of the system, the union, hell, even the police chief who comes in who wants to clean it up, essentially his hands are tied. I feel like this is like a nightmare. Like you have... People with authority and power, and they are just abusing it at every level. It's not just, you know, those guys kind of on the streets, on the beat, you know, they, it, it, it's at every level, you know, they're falsifying reports and people, you know, when they bring, when they get written up or have disciplinary action against them, it's just kind of like swept under the rug or not really enforced. Yeah. 
And so I don't know. To me, it's kind of scary. It's a nightmare. It's it a, is. I mean, it is yeah. kind of a nightmare scenario because you've got people in power abusing it and getting away with it and almost kind of, you know, uh, enabled by the system that they work in. But another cool aspect of this show, and I think I was trying to get there, just didn't quite, but you see the investigation side of this as well. And I find that stuff fascinating. Like the people trying to follow the trail and figure out who the bad guys are and how, who's corrupt and who's not in that kind of investigation piece. And the FBI is all up on their business. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting. This show doesn't really get you too much into the characters. You know, like we don't, we don't see a lot of their family life. We don't see, you know, their love for the guys in softball. You get little taste of that here and there, a little barbecue, but yeah. And I think that works here because the character is kind of, and it's going to sound kind of, you know, hoity-toity. The character of the show, I think, is the system and the police force. Wow, that's pretty deep stuff there. Yeah. That's, I, a, that's a big draw. But what I was going to say is despite that, it those scenes with the barbecue and things like that where they show kind of the camaraderie and, you know, how, how they all kind of, you know, yeah. stick together and whatever. Um you know, it's still showing bits of Wayne Jenkins' personality and what kind of guy he is. You know, there's little bits of that. But I think that even though you don't get into the characters, they're very believable. Like, I get lost in his portrayal of Wayne Jenkins. Like, you believe him to be this really, just a, you know, really cocky, self-assured, can, yeah. can is untouchable kind of corrupt cop. So... Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's um you know, John Barenthal Barenthal is he's good. I th- I tend to think he's a little kind of a little overacting going on here. A little bit. Like it's just a little bit of like too much herky jerky mannerisms and you know, that's kind of you could argue just you're overthinking it a little bit, but I don't know. I feel like I know the type. I've seen I've seen men walking around like that. Like I, mean, I know the type. I know I know what what he's trying to portray there yeah you know no and 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 you know and i haven't so i will default (laughs) to you on that but um and also what he's getting right and what josh charles is getting right and a couple others is the accent like you can hear that baltimore Ah. accent it's almost like the show with kate winslet it's kind of like that yeah you know like they don't know you know yeah they don't know it's coming to them you know there's like a yeah type of Diphthong is that the right term? I don't know, <laughs> but I, I definitely hear it, and 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 kudos to them because uh, they're doing a good job with it. Yeah, it's subtle. I don't pick up on that, and that's good. Yeah, and then like if it's too much, like sometimes people do a Boston accent, and they go way too Boston yad, you sure. know, like a real Boston accent doesn't have that powerful of a, you know, some do, but yeah, just it's not hokey. Sure. But we own the city. I mean, these guys are corrupt. I mean, Wayne Jenkins is kind of the main focus of the story. Um, and he's such a dick that he's like stealing from strippers. Like this scene where they hustle out of the strip club. He just jacks some dwarf stripper. Yes. Many me motherfuckers was on top of me for like five seconds. I couldn't fit inside of her. 
So I knew that shit wasn't going to happen, so I just dumped the run on the ground and I just... She put it on your dick. Nah, man. She put it on your dick. I'll tell you what she put it on her ass on it. I'll tell you what happened. Hey, I grabbed her fucking money and I bailed the fuck out. That's what happened. Check this shit out. Yeah, you fucking hurt me. Hey, look. It's like twice as much as I fucking gave her. Be home, motherfucker. You robbed the midget stripper? Come on, don't put it like that, man. That's not cool. It just like got really weird and awkward in that car. I know. He's like, don't put it like that. It's like, I know. Like, but that's exactly what you just that's, that's did. That's literally what you did. But, uh, and I was thinking of that scene, like, I kind of want to know what happened to the stripper. Like, she didn't come out running after him. Right. No bouncers came running out after him. Is it one of those, like, like they know him, and he's like, give me your money, and they just like, ah, oh, shit, here, damn it, Wayne Jenkins took my money. I and mean. And they just kind of kick a can and go, well, let's go back to stripping. I don't know. He He's just, like, I don't know if he thinks he's just going to get away with anything. You know, anything goes. I don't know. I think he I thinks he's Superman. Invincible. 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 Yeah, he yeah. can do what he wants. But We Own the City, uh, Sunday nights on HBO. Um, it's a good show. Yeah. I think everybody should check it out. Won't you please? <laughs> Moving on to a little lighthearted fare. Light, more lighthearted, but sometimes not. The mm-hmm. Outlaws on Amazon. I, I've been seeing this sitting there for about a month. Stephen Merchant created it, co-wrote it with Elgin James, who's... Uh, He's a writer, creator on Mayans Motorcycle Club um, on, on FX. Okay. I know, right? Uh, Stephen Merchant, for those who don't know, was the co-creator writer of the English office, the first office. So, uh, and you've seen him in tons of stuff. He's oh, a yeah. tall, gangly dude. Funny. But this is a, a show about uh, these uh, different people from different walks of life, you know, having to do community service in a town in England called Bristol. And we slowly learn stuff about them and their interactions. They kind of become kind of friends, mm-hmm. sometimes partners. Yep. And um, it's not a comedy. It definitely has some comedy in it, but it definitely yeah. has some drama in it. It's got a little action. Yeah. And it's very well written. I agree. It's, I, I love a, this show. I think there is enough comedy to break up yeah. some of the other stuff that... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to put it in just one category, but there's quite a bit of comedy in it. There is, and it's got plenty of stuff in it that the pacing is good. There's no lacking of, well, we need a comedic beat here. You know, it just just works all so well, I think. And, you know, there's some tension. Like when the uh, Christian was going to, he had to go rob the cell phone from the drug dealer house. Yeah. That was pretty tense. Yep. But then there's some lighthearted stuff. I mean, Stephen Merchant's great. Yeah. It's always, he's always got this great kind of wry, kind of aw gee shucks type of vibe about him. Yeah. But uh, Christopher Walken's in it. Great. Love it. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Walken. I love to hear him say the funny stuff, like the cuss words and stuff too. I don't know why, oh, yeah. but it, it's great. And, and stuff like he calls, so Stephen Merchant's very tall. He's like 6'9", I think. And in the show, Christopher Walken's character, Frank, calls him high pockets. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so funny because he's tall and his pockets yep. are way up high. Yeah. Yep. Hey, high pockets. That's great. Yeah. I love it. But uh, Walken's great. Boy, he's looking kind of old, but he's still he's still delivering. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that there's some tender, sweet moments in this, too. You yeah. know, there's 
you you kind of start to like all of these characters and kind of root for them and yeah there's some nice sweet stuff they all kind of have their demons and their issues and they're yeah. all kind of working on them and bettering themselves i think you know and as we record this we're one episode away from finishing the season which is only six episodes but um i don't think we know exactly why all of them are there we know why ronnie's there ronnie ronnie yeah she was shoplifting yep but other than that do we know why everybody's in the community sir frank is there because it's part of his i guess uh release from prison as yeah. he served 18 months but yeah the rest of them like uh well didn't greg get busted with a prostitute i don't know or that was that a second offense that was a second offense okay like that was episode so, three or so sure so they showed a few people with more than one offense right. <laughs> like gabby she got arrested a few times then gabby, gabby maybe gabby. gabby oh yeah 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 she just keeps getting arrested yeah but but we don't know exactly we can assume why gabby's in there sure. um you know it seems like maybe uh greg Stephen merchant is in there for soliciting maybe yeah but i don't think we know exactly why everybody's in like john we don't know why is he in there yeah i don't know the I, brake pad small business owner yeah i thought there was some some flashback that told us but maybe not hmm. i'm forgetting it now and same with myrna like i think it has something to do with her collective group and some sort of violence where a police officer was killed because she keeps looking at that clipping oh, yeah. of the police officer that died. Right. And she kind of has had a argument with the collective that like, you know, we don't operate like that. And her stance is we need to do something radical, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it has something to do with that, but yeah, what? you get little glimpses into people and why they're there. Right. And I like that they kind of establish these tropes of these characters. You know, you got the right wing guy, you got the left wing granola bar, you know, yeah. protester types. And they're not by any means, you start to eventually, to some extent, feel for them and empathize with them a little bit. Like even John, the right wing, you know, a-hole, you know, you feel kind of bad for him. He wants to provide for his family, not, he wants to be able to pay his employees and, you know, also, I, and Frank is starting out kind of like a, oh, gee, shucks. Oh, I'm a good guy. I was in prison. And maybe he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. He's about to ditch them and go move to Rio de Janeiro. Sorry, what? I think a lot of these characters are going through transformations. So like you mentioned, John, I, I think he's softening a little bit. And I think his exposure to being around other people of all walks of life. Yeah. Is maybe changing his hard headed opinions, you know, and right. Yeah, Frank, you know, only knows how to abandon people and maybe he's maybe he's going to stick around for these guys, you know? I maybe. Don't know. Maybe. So, I think uh, there's some personal transformation themes going on there. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. But it's cute. I yeah. like it. Yeah, The Outlaws. It's a good show and it's uh it's engaging and I think it's one of those shows that's a rare show where it's palatable, like it's easily consumed, but it's not like boring. Mm -hmm. or vanilla or you know cbs network from 1992 you sure. know type of you know but uh yeah go check it out it's on amazon prime or prime video and um yeah two good shows this week i think yeah good stuff we own the city 
and the Outlaws. They're both winners, according to the Married with Channels podcast. Where you should definitely be subscribing to our show because that helps us out. And uh, give us a good review. And make sure you tell, uh, tweet it out and put it on the social meds. Share, tell your friends. Share and tell your friends and even your enemies, because maybe they'll turn into your friends after they listen. They're like, hey, this is pretty good. You're not a big jerk after all. These guys are right. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you later. Bye.